0: Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, a member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harky Group, Scott
1: Harkey. All right, it's that time, welcome to The Rebrand. As you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harky Group, Scott Harky, And today we're going to discuss strategically navigating the CPG landscape. Joining us today is Akeem Shan, who is the founder and CEO at Flipstick Inc., which is an Inc. 50 fastest growing CPG brand. Flipstick leverages NASA-based adhesive technology to make innovative phone accessories that enable hands-free content creation and consumption. Yesterday, Keem and I talked about navigating the CBG space with vision of purpose. We talked about a bunch of cool shit yesterday, a bunch of great stories that uh, him on a comedy special to the Shark Tank, you know, being cut and then back on and, and you know, slang and shit that if mall kiosks is badass. <laughs> Today, I want to talk about making now your moment. And also want to talk a little more about the Shark Tank experience because it's cool. I know people have a lot of questions. I mean, my kids love Shark Tank and I love that because they have so many questions and so I think there's a lot we can learn from your Shark Tank experience. Here's my conversation with Keen Shannon, CEO and founder of FlipSync. What's up, dude? Welcome back. Yo, what up? What up? All right, dude, all right, tell us about your Shark Tank experience. Like what shark, how did it go down? Who was your partner? I've heard some goofy stuff, like you have to give a certain percentage even before the show. And then after, there, there can be some shrewd negotiations on the back end. So I'm just curious, your experience.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. So, you know, I was pandemic year, right? It was 2020. At first, they were talking about doing Shark Tank over Zoom. I was like, please, God, don't have it be over Zoom. <laughs> but, you know, instead, they did a bubble just like the NFL and the NBA did. And we were in Las Vegas. I was locked in a hotel room for like two weeks before I filmed. But it was it was super cool. I mean, honestly, one of the most powerful, incredible moments of my life. I mean, I, I can still feel the moment when I was waiting for the doors to open. And, you know, you think they count down from 10. No, they count down from 100. You know, and it was like 199. I said, "Oh wow, they're really trying to give me a heart attack here." But <laughs> if for those who haven't seen it, I, I recommend you go see it. it. Was pretty entertaining. I actually came out in a breakaway jumpsuit spacesuit that I ripped <laughs> off, and then I performed the same rap, of, a similar rap that I did for Diddy and Revolt Summon, DJ Khaled, and those guys. I did on Shark Tank, and it was it was so much fun. And you know, I went in with the intention of getting Lori. I just, I always wanted to be on QVC. I just felt like she was the best partner for us, and so that's who I went with. And and I got into a little trouble oh, because so you had a
1: game plan and you executed. It was like Lori's Lori's my girl. I, it was perfect and not for just this.
0: The, even beyond the game plan, right? I read her book cover to cover because I wanted to understand the language that would trigger her, that would make her have a sense of familiarity with me before I walked into the room. And what was that? I, what I realized about her, and, and maybe it was because she's, you know, where she's from, but there was little antidotes she would have in her story, just way of, and I can't think of all of them now, but just way of saying th- things that, you know, they were not a, a very common antidote, but it would just, you know, it would be like, wow, that's a peculiar way of saying that. I've never heard someone say it that way. I'm gonna use that
1: when I when I speak. Oh, so you incorporated some of her and I think language is really important. And we talk a lot about this at our agencies, about how vernacular and language is really important. Mm. In fact, we have like coaching and training sessions. So we're all saying the same things. It's like, is it a kickoff wow. meeting or is it a brief? Is it a, you know, go to market strategy or is it a strategic marketing plan? Like the vernacular of language is really important. And, and the fact that you keyed on that from her and her book and you used it in the pitch is crazy. <laughs> you know i mean i i remember someone taught me one time
0: he said this is just called it's it's human programming because when they hear things that you know their parent the way their parents spoke to them which is usually the way that they speak to other people it it makes them feel comfortable it makes them see themselves in you you know even if one of you guys is a is a black boy and the other one is a white woman you know like <laughs> they they'll still see that and so you know it works but the the rift there was that Mr. Wonderful gave me an offer right out the gate, and I'm trying to wait. I'm trying to wait for Lori to put her offer in, and he didn't like that too much.
1: Oh, that's awesome! And, and was it he probably had his normal licensing get get a little percentage.
0: You know what? He actually offered me exactly what I asked for. Wow! The exact offer I came and he asked for. What was the offer? So. I originally went in, I wanted a hundred thousand dollars for 20% stake in my business, which obviously is very low, very aggressive, but it's really what it takes, you know, to be on the show. The first time I went on, I was a little bit delusional. And so he offered me that right out the gate. I didn't take it. I kept answering Laurie's questions. He got more and more frustrated. And then, you know, he pulled one of his, when Mr. Wonderful gives you an offer, you take it. No, I'm out.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to watch this episode. This is awesome.
0: But Lori did put her offer in. It was, and by that point, she knew I wanted her. So she she got it. She made it a little rich. She wanted, to, she did 100 grand for 25%, which I was still okay with and had kind of yeah. intended that that's where it would land. Did you get on QVC with her? So we did get on QVC, but here's the secret. We didn't actually get on with Lori. So what ended up happening after the fact, as you kind of alluded to earlier, it, it, it is called Shark Tank, right? And these are sharks. And sometimes behind the scenes, the deals are shrewd. And so, you know, as we were kind of evaluating and weighing the the cost of closing the deal, I mean, man, I, I wanted to so bad, but it didn't feel like it was the right decision to make at the end of the day. And so, you know,
1: we both talked about it. You're the third it. person I know that's gone on Shark Tank and did the deal on the show and after and <clears throat> legal, the it deal didn't, close. didn't get and, done. And,
0: you know, it, it happens more often than people would think. And, you know, when you sign a lot of paperwork that says, hey, you know, I have every intention of closing the deal, as I say. But sometimes, you know, after the fact, things just change, and that was the case for us. And so, hey, you know, we we parted ways very amicably. And it, actually, funny enough, when another investor of ours, so just to give you some context, when we were on the show, right, we we got we were gonna get hundred grand for twenty five percent, right, four hundred thousand dollar valuation. A year ha- a year and some change later, we raised at a five million dollar valuation after the show. So, despite not closing that deal, the value that the show put into the business—not not just through the initial sales that we got from being on air, but from the validation that we received—was it was incredible. So, the show is, is huge for any business. But funny enough, when we when we actually called QVC later, we were, we were getting ready to get on. I was talking to a broker for QVC, and he's like, "We love it. You know, we're gonna get you on." It's like, but I do have to ask you a question. I watched the Shark Tank episode and. You close to with Lori, and normally Lori would be calling me. What's going on here? <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh it's, it's all good. He's like, well, I'm going to have to call Lori and, and just make sure. I was like, I'm sure it's going to be fine. What, what do you tell other entrepreneurs? You know, look, don't give up, man. Like, it's hard. It's so difficult, and sometimes you have to pivot, and it never looks the way that you want it to look. And, and sometimes it doesn't work out at all. You know, that's just the reality of it. But take the first step. And then take the next step until there aren't any more steps to take. I, I've been so fortunate to have all these incredible experiences, but none of them are practical, right? None of them should have worked out the way that they did.
1: I, I hear from you a lot. What I'm taking from you is something I say a lot, and it, it sounds pretty cliche, and I hear other people say too, so it's not something that I invented or any, by any means, but just fail fast. I, I think a lot of times we try to have the perfect strategy and the perfect this and the perfect that. And I think it's more about speed to failure than anything and pivoting fast, especially in early stage and just trying shit. I mean, there's, it's so much more than that I'm taking from your success, but I, I just think one insight that's reminded kind of me it, of things I've said in the past. huge.
0: You cannot fear the failure. It's so important to your growth. Like the reason that I didn't take the deal after Shark Tank was because I had made a terrible deal earlier in my career. It was a total failure. You know, I ended up losing $10,000 on it out of pocket and I didn't have the money then. And so, you know, it, it's one of those things where you only learn from your mistakes. And, and not only do I do that for myself, but I try to empower my employees as well. You know, I let them make mistakes because I made them. And the only way they're going to learn and grow is that if they have the the faith that, hey, I can be bold and try things, and Akeem is going to back me up. It may not always work out, but when it does, man,
1: it works out big. And in marketing, if you just follow the book and you just follow the strategy, then there's not going to be any booms or busts. But I mean, look at your case. I mean, from a $400,000 valuation to a $5 million in a year and a half, you don't hit the grand slams if you're not swinging the bat. And in marketing, I, I think today, you know, more than ever, especially in global economy, especially in a content creator world and an AI world there's it's all booms or bust. And so the, the safe play to me is just, it's not going to get you anywhere unless you're Procter gamble and you're going to grow 2% a year with dollars <laughs> right. behind you. Okay. then play safe. You know, you got all the money, you got all the distribution, you got all the money, but anybody else, man, you better be doing some crazy shit because you're either going to boom or bust. And, and the, the worst I think thing to do is just be in the middle. You can't be playing it safe. And there's there's not too many publicly traded companies out there. I mean, if you look at PG&E and Unilever, let's just talk about the CBG space in particular. They own all the shelf space. They have all the money. They're owned by very few players. And if you're really good, like a dollar-shaped club, you get bought. So anybody else, like we have to be thinking about things in a risk mentality And my counsel is is how can we get more confident as marketers? How can we create a community as marketers, as entrepreneurs? So when we go to the CFOs or we go to the fundraisers, we have the swagger to be like, this is the move. We have to go this route because if we don't, we're dead. And I understand the financial ramifications can be big, but complacency is worse. And I'm more fearful of that. And I just see a lot of really good marketers out there who know they're doing the right things from a from a brand marketing standpoint, but they get beat down in the boardroom and they get beat down by the CFO and they get beat down like like just recently, and I'm going off on a total tangent here. I don't know why, but I don't know if you saw the recent campaign with Snoop Dogg the, with the smokeless fire yep, pit. the smokeless, yeah. Brilliant. And the, it, it was an amazing campaign. And Amazing. Yet, Everyone heard about it. It was like Sno- Snoop Dogg quit smoking weed. We're like, what? The- Holy <laughs> shit. <And laughs> yeah, it blew no. up, right? Like, oh, this smoke was oh, hilarious. And the freaking stupid CFO, I saw an Adweek article the other day on Instagram and I like lost my shit, dude. And I love my CFO. And I love a lot of other CFOs I work with. So I'm not, I'm not trashing CFOs, but the CFO does an article and an interview with Adweek talking about how terrible the campaign was because they didn't sell any product. I'm like, screw you, bro. Those, you really think that like this publicity stunt that you got millions of free publicity for is just going to automatically sell you in the lower funnel the next week. Like, fuck off bro so
0: i mean look scott it's so true like everyone views things so short-sightedly like i remember when we had our moment with snoop dogg and he he stops this whole show right and he's like he invites me up to the stage and he's like i want to hear about the sticky phone they were trying to kick me out of the venue and he's like this thing is going to change the world he's like it's like this thing is a brand of genius and he's just all this stuff's happening the crowd's going crazy And, you know, it ended up going viral on social media. But did we make sales right away? Of course not. Like, that's not how things work. But we sent it to Shark Tank. We got on Shark Tank. We sent it to Target. We got into Target. Then about a year and a half later, it resurfaces because there was an article about how our net worth had ballooned up. And then on all the different blog sites, like the Shade Room and all this kind of stuff, they talked about how Snoop Dogg had made this man a millionaire we had just launched in Target. And it was one of those things where it came full circle. And those videos kept recirculating on all these blogs. Snoop Dogg actually reached out to me again just to congratulate me and be like, yo, bro, you've been doing it. Like, we gotta talk. And it was just one of those things where this was maybe two years after the moment happened where it came full circle again and went viral a second time, way bigger than it had before because now people can link like, oh, wow, Snoop did this. And then this guy got on Shark Tank and now, now he's at all these retail stores. Like, wow, look at this. So I think it's so short-sighted, you know? And I was disappointed to see it too, because that campaign was like, I, I remember sending it to my dad and be like, dad, Stoop dog, quit smoking.
1: <laughs> I love what you said, yeah, it's, it's gonna take time. Great marketing is a culmination of all the little things everywhere. And that's what I'm hearing from you. Um, man, true, it was awesome to have you on because this kind of inspired me. Congrats on all your success maybe final words or where people can find you or your company or what's next for the company. And, and then we'll, we'll, we'll try to keep on our time. Limit. Yeah.
0: I, you know, you hit on something earlier, Scott, and you said your moment is now. And the truth is that, look, there is no right next move. There's just the next move. So take the moment you have right now, do whatever feels right in the moment and go for it. Sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it won't, but the times it works, man, it's going to hit big. Dude, can you say that again? That's so good. There's no right move. There's just your next move. That's it. Like, they're not all right. Like, for example, I've been wanting to get into speaking, right, for a while. And I get invited to speak a lot, but I've never really pursued it. And I also wanted to get into doing shows and just really start to share my story. So I go and buy a Carvette, right? Back up a little bit. About my dream car. Driving it back home. Get pulled over by the cops. Get a crazy ticket. I'm in backwoods, Kentucky. I thought they were going to shoot me. Luckily, I made it home a lot. And what do I do? I say, you know what? I got a fat ticket. I got to pay on this car, but you know what? I'm gonna turn lemons into lemonade. I email GM, cold email GM, tell them the whole story. They're like, you know what? We manufacture Corvettes in Kentucky, and in fact, our museums in Kentucky. Why don't you talk to the head of marketing there? He just started. I email him, tell him the whole story. They're like, you know what? We love this. How about we do a show? Think about think about how how crazy that is, and and how that never should have worked. I just did the other day the same thing. This hasn't come to fruition yet, but I'm telling you it will right now. So you're hearing it now. I say, you know what? I want to take this key show even further. I was talking to some guys who know talent agents. I email a billionaire, the billionaire that bought Formula One. Cold email. He responds, says, how about you talk to Formula E? He says, how about you talk to our marketing director? They're like, what if we did something at the Formula E race? Think about how bonkers that is. I'm just a regular guy, okay? I'm nobody special. I don't have a lot of clout. The fact that I could reach out to someone light years away from where I am now and then to just say, you know what? Why don't we have a conversation? You never know where it's going to go. And that's what I've done my entire journey, right? I never know what the right next step is, but I just take the next step. And I just trust that as I keep taking them, I'm going to get where I need to go.
1: Akeem, man, thanks for coming on. This is this is exactly what this podcast is all about. Appreciate your story. And I know we're going to catch you at something somewhere, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Scott. Big thanks to Akeem Shannon, founder and CEO of Flipstick, for joining us. If you can't wait till our next episode you want to learn more about Akeem, as always, we're going to put a LinkedIn profile on our show notes. His company website, Akeem Shannon, AkeemShannon.com, A-K-E-E-M-S-H-A-N-N-O-N. Again, everything's at rebrand. Odd.com. so anything you want to know or hear about or notes or whatever, it's all there. If you want to be a guest on the show, looking for more CPG marketers, looking for more brand marketers in general, founders, I have a lot of ad tech and, and I love ad tech. I love agencies. I love some of the agencies, but I'm, I'm being a little more critical, I, I would say, on some of those applications. But I want to hear from more brands. So if you've got a cool story like Akeem's, this is, this is a perfect show for us, especially some of the founder stuff because you're you're in the trenches grinding and we can really learn a lot. You can find me on all social channels, just at Scott Harkey, yeah. LinkedIn, and Instagram, probably the best, but we're everywhere. Again, our big KPIs is people who subscribe. Those are, those are, you're our people. If you want little marketing tips and tricks on a road trip or on a bus ride or at your house, you know, before bed or going to work or on a walk, that's what we're here for. Come, come pop in, listen to 10, 15 minutes, get, get your little dose of marketing, hear what people are doing on the front lines, how we can learn, how we can get better. Hit that subscribe button. That's it for today, but remember it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, and rebrand.